artist Shirley Daniels welcoming you to the Cut Zoo Radio Hour, a show that celebrates the music of my beautiful Dixieland. Well, thank you very much, Charlie Daniels, my good buddy. And uh, welcome, everybody, to the Kudzu Radio Hour with Buffalo and Billy. Special homebound edition. I'm sure you've not heard those words lately. Um, everybody's doing their podcasts, their uh, TV shows, everything from home right now. But it's the safe thing to do, and that's what we've got to do. We've got to hunker down until this goes away and make it go away. Make it go away, please. But this is the Kudzu Radio Hour, brought to you by the fine folks at Springer Mountain Farms. Fresh, organic chicken, responsibly raised on family farms with no antibiotics, no hormones, no steroids, no animal byproducts ever. Get full information or order online at SpringerMountain.com. That's SpringerMTN.com. Not only is Springer Mountain Chicken healthier for you, it tastes great. And I will tell you, it tastes better than your average chicken. It really does. I mean, I, I don't know what it is. I guess it's because it's all natural, but... It really is great. I won't eat any other kind of chicken now. No kidding. And I've uh, been off of fried food for so long that I always have grilled or baked chicken. And uh, uh, the uh, frozen Springer Mountain Farms boneless chicken breasts are made for that. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, we're going to kick things off right now with a song. Um, just got the news that a, one of the founding fathers of rock and roll, the legendary Little Richard, has passed away. And uh, my gosh, what a great, huge personality he was. Uh, it's one of those people you just don't even think about them dying. But unfortunately, that's we all got to do that sometime, right? Um, Little Richard, we're going to go all the way back to the beginning of his career. And rock out a little bit. And we'll be back in just a minute with some uh, Billy Eli and some talking. Right now it's Little Richard with Tutti Fruity. Womp, bomb, loom, bomb, lomp, bomb, bomb, Tutti Fruity. Oh, Oh, Rudy. 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 
Well, that's the one and only Little Richard Penniman and uh, Tutti Frutti. Man, oh man. I want you guys to uh, please make welcome my partner in crime. You know him. You love him. You can't live without him. You probably wait every week with bated breath. Only if you've eaten fish. <laughs> to, <laughs> to hear the voice of the great Billy Eli. Welcome, Billy. Hey, Buff, how you doing this morning? I'm doing, uh, man, thanks for asking. Doing, uh, doing pretty good to be uh, still in lockdown, as everybody else. But, um, but just happy to be alive and COVID-free. Um, did want to start out by saying, what, right before we started recording the podcast today, got the news that uh, the legendary Little Richard has passed away at the tender young age of 87. I had no idea he was 87 years old. He really didn't, he didn't look it. He never has looked his age though. He's, he's always, yeah, I've always thought he was kind of ageless myself. You know, he just always looked like little Richard. Like a, he, he's like the, the, like the African-American Dick Clark. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Or the African-American Energizer Bunny. He just kept... Energizer Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) It depends on where you put the battery in the Energizer Bunny, and you might make it go, woo! Maybe. We could. Uh, It was hard to pick which song to play uh, this morning because... uh, I uh, was sitting here with my Little Richard box set, and I was like, okay, there's too many choices. Let's just go back and play Tutti Frutti. I mean, you know. Uh, that's, a, that's a classic. That one in Good, Lo- Good Loudy Miss Cloudy is another classic. Back in the days when records were two minutes and ten seconds long. Right. The and, good old and, days. Uh, yeah, and the, band, and, and the bands that played on them, like, for that, there'd be, what, a string bass, a drummer, and him on the piano. That was shit. And that's man. about all you needed. I mean, what a... I've seen video. I mean, uh, I never saw uh, Little Richard uh, live except on Charlie Daniels' Volunteer Jam a couple of times, but I never saw his concerts. But my gosh, he he gave it everything. And uh, it's interesting um, when you look at Little Richard's career. It's very interesting that he it was a rock and roller and then he quit and became a preacher. Right. And then he turned around quit that and went back into rock and roll it's weird because jerry lee lewis kind of did the same thing he kind of did yeah Um, i mean it's like you know the only thing is little richard didn't um marry his cousin uh like right that that we're aware of (laughs) that we're uh, i said he didn't marry her uh he might have never mind Uh, he might have bop 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 bam boom who knows you know uh he was he was greater he was he was great richard was always going around uh saying uh rhythm and blues had a baby and they called it rock and roll and he, yeah. was like, he was like, I am the emancipator. I'm the beginning. I am, I am, I created rock and roll. I mean, he really didn't create rock and roll, but he was one of them. Yeah, he was, he was up there. He was up there on the cutting edge of that. You know, he was, I always thought of him as the anti-sun. The uh, anti-sun. Guy, you know, right, well, because you had all them Sun Records guys. And I like, I, I like all those guys, but. Me too. Uh, but Richard was doing kind of the same thing and, you know, with no affiliation to the Sun Records or Sound Phillips at all. And I tell you, the, the most fun time to, to to watch him, like, inter- interviews with him and stuff, I thought was in the 80s because yeah. I mean, he was just over the top. You yeah, know? flamboyant uh, as crap, yeah. Right, and, that, and that's when he was doing that thing that you just said where he, I invented rock and roll, and he'd talk about himself, he'd refer to himself in the third person. Yeah, he did that a lot. He did that a lot. <laughs> and, uh, and little, little Richard, uh, little Richard heard that, and he took it straight to the top. He sure did. He sure did. One of the one of one of the lesser known figures in rock and roll that was just a major major deal. When I was living up here in Greenville, I'm in Spartanburg now, but uh, as you well know, 
But uh, 20 miles up the yeah. road in Greenville, where I lived for years when I was married and uh, and everything, we had um, a legendary guy named Estorita. Is actually his real name was S.Q. Reader, and he became Escarita. And um, Escarita was a look just like Little Richard, but he was uh, six foot four. And then with his pompadour, he was six foot seven. And he played piano for uh, this um, black gospel lady. Um, um, I can't remember her name now. But all I know is uh, he was wearing makeup. And he had the little mustache and all this stuff. This was before Little Richard had it. And Little Richard oh, okay. told so this, this, this in his biography. Little Richard told this in his biography. Um. Uh, they right. came to the, you know, as you know, Little Richard was from Macon, Georgia, and he was, uh, he was, uh, one night he was looking for some action, so to speak, hanging out at the Greyhound bus terminal, <laughs> and this bus came in, and um, the gospel lady, a little tiny thing, got off the bus, and Richard Penniman uh, waved at her, and then right behind her was this six foot seven monster and he said uh little richard said i was in love i was in love <laughs> and he said with uh escarita and um he really just thought escarita was the greatest and then he, then he went to see him play and he said he'd never seen anybody play piano like that but little richard actually um the story richard told in his book was that he said, we gave and took from each other our friendship. We became friend, fast friends. And he said, I um, I taught Escarita a bunch of piano licks. And he taught me uh, about fashion. Because basically, Little Richard's look after that became Escarita. He took it from Escarita because Escarita had the pompadour, makeup, a flamboyance, and all that stuff that Richard didn't have before that. Richard was wearing... Uh, suit and tie, you know, right. all this kind of, right. so he got that, you know, from Escarita, and a lot of people don't really realize how important Escarita was, and he only, Escarita only recorded two albums, but he had, um, he had a couple of songs that were pretty big hits that just weren't big enough until Little Richard recorded the same songs and put them over the top. So it's kind of interesting to go back and see that uh, how much that Greenville guy influenced Little Richard. It was very interesting. And I'll tell you what, since, uh, you know, let's play speculation here a little bit, because this is something I have always absolutely believed and still believed. If it had not been for Little Richard, there would not have been Michael Jackson and there would not have been Prince. Now, True. we would have had those musicians and they would have you know, made the contribution, the musical contributions, I think that they made, but you would, they would be, that those would be very different people and, and very different careers without, uh, without little Richard and, 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 and Jimmy and Jimmy Hendrix too. Well, and let's add in there also, um, as far as the influences, little Richard, you got to toss in another making guy, uh, well, he wasn't making guy, but he stayed in making a lot, James Brown. Because right. James Brown and oh, Little Richard right. together, you you look, and the, your Prince was always dancing like uh, James Brown, and Michael Jackson too. Because uh, oh, James the, Brown was doing all that sliding and stuff before anybody. Right, and the the fashion and the and the uh, you know the flamboyance and and which was just so much part of of. Uh, Jimi Hendrix and and, yep. and Prince and Michael Jackson and, and uh, you know the especially the the sense of fashion you know and yeah. with I mean uh, you know feather boas and 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 you know the the big God, yeah. the the pimp hats and I mean for lack of a better thing to call it um, you know it just uh, I, so. You know his his impact on on rock and roll was just it was so much more than playing the piano and singing "Tutti Fruity All Rudy." Man, you you ain't kidding. That was huge. I mean, uh, it's just a well, like I said in my uh, 
a welcome this this morning on the program. Um, it's hard to believe that you know such a legendary figure as him dies. But like I also said, you know, it's something we all got to do sometime. Yeah, yeah, he had a good run, man. Eighty-seven. Uh, yeah, that's a good. That's and, pretty and, good. And I would have guessed he was in his eighties, but I, I would have figured eighty-one or eighty-two. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have thought eighty-seven. And uh, yeah, me neither. And he uh, again, you know, just the impact that he had went went so much past so much past playing the piano and the songs he recorded uh, his his impact was directly tied to his presence and and that flamboyance and and uh you know that just crazy wild man over the top stuff i mean he was he was as over the top as jerry lee lewis was way better dresser <laughs> yeah, it was so funny too it's like uh one of the funny things is that uh in, in a way as i've heard from the gay community that a lot of them um, were really supporters of Little Richard and you know and they were going around and saying you know he was one of the first openly gay well no he wasn't gay <laughs> Escarita was openly gay but Little Richard was not he was you know he was uh, he was more of a bi kind of guy right. well the, i had i had heard interviews with richard where he you know did discuss the sexuality and and uh and uh, yeah that was always my sense of it that he was bisexual and that it that it went in phases he had phases where you know he he had relationships with women exclusively with women and then kind of the other way but again yeah. you've done enough interviews and in fact uh you wrote a piece on richard for goldmine right yeah a long time ago i did a yeah. i did a big story about um richard peniman and um one of his one of his many anniversaries or celebrations or something like that and um kind of dove deep into the research and it, i was just thinking uh when we were down trying to think i don't think you were there for that we were down i played the uh we did a thing at the big house with a panel when the book capricorn rising came out we did a panel and uh, billy bob thornton came and was on the panel along with all these recording artists and producers from capricorn records that was at the big house and then that yeah. night uh we myself and Tommy Talton opened for Billy Bob's band, the box masters at the Douglas theater. And I found out that the Douglas theater, there was a big X on the stage. And I said, why is that X there? And they're like, well, this used to be exclusively black club back in the fifties. And that is the spot where the little Richard would sit and play the piano. Or Otis Redding stood and sang, uh, and it named off all these legends that had played there, and I started getting the shakes. I was like, this is too weird. But right before we went to the Douglas Theater, we went to eat dinner across the road at a at the TikTok, which is a, it's a restaurant now, but it used to be the TikTok Lounge, and before Little Richard really took off, he was playing there three nights a week it's TikTok lounge so when you go in there they've got all these memorabilia i'm sure today there's going to be an outpouring of um love out of macon georgia for little richard because there's so many people down there that remember him you know older people that remember when he lived there right. and everything so anyway we'll 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 uh we'll leave little Richard for now and uh just uh by saying uh thanks for the music, pal. Good stuff, man. Godspeed. And style. Thank, thanks for the music, thanks for the style. The style, baby, the style. Ooh, he, You're made, so right. he made rock and roll fun, man. He sure did. He put the, he he sure did. I mean and uh I, I remember well I'll say this and then I'll shut up about it, but I remember an interview with John Lennon one time where he was saying, naming off their major influences. Little Richard was one of them, you know, because they had the records where they'd do that, woo, things, 
which is basically yeah. they got that from Little Richard. Oh, what was that? Whoa, I want to hold your hand. Whoa. Well, that one in a uh, uh, twist and shout. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shake it up, baby. Now, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that at the end, uh, that, yeah, that could have that could have been a little Richard record, probably, was. <laughs> yeah, probably could have been. <laughs> um, I wanted to say that, um, I want to thank uh, all the people that have been commenting and writing me, um, emails and Facebook posts and stuff about the radio of uh, the, uh, the uh, I call it a radio show it's actually a podcast now but whatever it is thank you for listening to us and uh, please continue to help us spread the word Thunderbird well, the more the merrier and uh, like I say it's now available on uh, Apple iTunes uh, podcast Spotify a lot of people saying they're listening on Spotify Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, and they said they're going to have another three or four platforms for us this week. But uh, that's pretty cool. And uh, thanks, folks. Um, appreciate it. Oh, I wanted to talk about lockdown. Lockdown. I wanted. I was going to make a uh, get a sound effect for lockdown, but uh, lockdown is basically going to be a little thing where we talk about. Passing time during the quarantine, and what I want you, to know. How have you been passing your time, Bob? Well, I was going to ask you first. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, well, I look out the window, right? Yeah, there and, you uh, go. There you go. And and uh, I've uh, my guitar playing's in better shape than it's been in twenty five years because there's not anything to do but practice and i've written a bunch of new songs I, I, and let me just say uh netflix was netflix was really fun uh, about the first nine, 10 days yeah and then after that it's just like okay i'm yeah i'm kind of over netflix and so yeah mostly i just sit and look out the window you know? oh good yeah well me i um uh... I was watching TV, and then um, a week ago, my big screen TV bit the dust. I mean, it's burned up. The circuit board was burned up. And I was like, well, it lasted 10 years, so I mean, come on. You can't, you can't complain, man. So I got on Amazon, and I found a, <laughs> mine was a 40-inch, and I thought, well, that's impressive, a 40-incher. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. impressive. I don't judge a man yeah. by the size of his TV, but well, the uh, uh, but how he you know, uses it. it. It's really it's really clarity. It's it's not about size. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's not about size. Keep telling about, her it's that. About it's about clarity. Keep, keep telling, telling her that. About, she may it's believe about clarity. It's right. about clarity. The uh, the um, one that I found on Amazon. Mine, keep in mind, mine was forty inch. I found a 50-inch smart TV LCD for $259. Wow. Steel, nice. baby. Free. I got Prime, so it's free delivery. Got the thing yesterday. Got it set up, and it's like a cinema in there. And I got so inspired that I went ahead. And this is um, how I spent a little bit of my stimulus check. Oh, good. Thank you. Well, hey, Thank hey, you for that. That TV stimulating. Yeah, it is because I mean I can I, I need TV. I need TV. I've got these um, external hard drives that I plug in and I, and and just all kind of, all my movies and stuff that I mean I've still got a lot of DVDs but I don't ever watch them. I watch the uh, stuff that's just on the file where all I got to just click on it and it comes up. Right. But the. Uh, so I put it together last night and I um, put it up and, and uh, I was talking to my uh, old friend who's also your friend, Colleen. And, uh, wait, you're talking to somebody. I hear you talking to somebody. <clears throat> yeah, that's okay, folks. He's carrying on his own conversation. I don't know what he's doing. He's doing something talking to somebody I suppose all right so I'll just keep talking in the meantime 
until he comes back. Back. Okay. All right. Well, that was interesting. I had I had an emergency. Oh, okay. So, I understand. No, see, see, no, you don't. You got to look up, man. Look up at what? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I've got something over the screen. An, now I can see. No, no. Okay. I, yeah, well, let I me see an, what it I was. I had an emergency. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, let's see what brand room. that is. It's Bud Light. Oh, okay. At I first, it looked like you put it so close to the yeah. camera, it looked like a Foster's. Lar. No, no I, I, can't, I can't afford those. Okay. Yeah, well, this friend of mine, we get drunk, we go pick up beer at, uh, at one o'clock in the morning. It's a 24 hour thing when we were in college. Yeah. And Alan would go in there and he he started talking about the Fosters. And he just, it was already lit, you know. And he's like, he, instead of lager, he was calling it Fosters Larger Beer. Larger <laughs> Beer. Because it's in that big can. Larger I beer. A, I had a friend of mine. As you know, I'm I grew up in Southeast Texas, which is you know again part of Pine Belt. So, uh, and East Texas is as we've talked about is is more like the old South than it is Texas. So where I grew up is not much different from Sparkle City, where you grew up. And uh, I had a friend of mine that called it Foster's Loggers. <laughs> Loggers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah loggers. Well, well, except he pronounced it loggers, because we had loggers in Southeast Texas. They go out and they cut logs. Yeah, loggers. That's a that's a whole different thing. Uh, let me yeah. see if I can figure out where I was before you got your uh, your beer. Okay. Um, I was talking about. Oh, I was talking about the TV. Yeah. And, uh, you, you so anyway, I got that big thing, and and uh. And I was saying that I was talking last night to um, Colleen. You remember her? I do remember Colleen. How's she doing? She's doing good, man. She's doing good. She's, uh, you know, locked up up in Greenville. And uh, still, she she gets out, rides a bike, stuff like that. But uh, last, time I, last time I talked to her, she had taken a bunch of time off and was like in Europe or somewhere. Yeah, she, she went all over. She travels a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's uh she's retired from work, so she just uh. So now she she can just travel whenever she wants to. Exercise. Yeah, she not, does. Not uh, now, cause we're locked down. Not now. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah, she's going on a cruise next week. <laughs> she had just yeah, gone on a cruise. She had gone on a cruise. She's not year. going on a cruise next week. No, not at all, and uh, probably never. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever go on. Um. But anyway. I uh, was talking to her, and pretty much when I got through talking to her, I decided to order a sound bar for my TV because I remembered her having one and how it sounded like a movie theater. It sounded so good. And I yeah. thought, well, that's, those are probably expensive. But no, it was like 68 bucks. Yeah. So I'll have that thing Wednesday, and I may never leave the sofa. By, ne by the next, before we tape our next episode, I will have a workable, decent external mic for this because, uh, as you said, the, the audio is okay, but it sounds like I'm talking over the phone. And uh, yeah. I think that's just, I, I don't have a very expensive laptop. So, uh, you know, the, the built in microphone is, is, it's not bad, but it's, it could be better. And, and uh at when we were trying to sound check up earlier and we're having the issues and i just real quick did a google search yeah i can get a really good external microphone for you know 20 bucks man. yeah that's right that's right well that's cool uh besides watching some tv like i said when the tv went out i got on here and started writing and i've really been catching up a lot on writing also i've been playing guitar more and relearning how to play the guitar because I went for, I didn't play at all for two years uh, through the yeah. health stuff. I just didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like it at all. So I'm doing that and I'm I'm reading a, uh, I always keep a, at least one book in the bathroom because I stay in there so much. <laughs> <laughs> I could live in the bathroom pretty much. Um, you know, like there's a permanent ring around my, never mind. 
Um, but I've not done the Dave Lubeck thing yet and gotten stuck on the toilet, but, uh, that's a whole nother story. Uh, I got a, I'm reading a book, the new Stephen King book is called, um, If It Bleeds, which is taken from the old newspaper, uh, adage, if it bleeds, it leads. That used right. to be what they would say, you know, yeah. put that on the front page. Yeah, right, front page. So anyway, I love uh, Stephen King, big fan. Uh, I've made a top 10 list, and these are all actual things that people I've talked to in the past week or two have told me they're doing during quarantine. Some more interesting than others, but I thought it might be fun. One guy told me that he had plenty of time to tend to his garden where he's growing mushrooms and weed. Oh, good, yeah. That's a good combination. Uh huh. I said, that's a great combination. Um, it is. One said, I cleaned my kitchen for the 10th time. You could eat off the floor. One of them said, uh, learning to cook, I made real tamales and enchiladas from scratch and corn husks. Wow. Wow. That's some good stuff right there. I remember my aunt Margie in California one year when we were out there. She was married to a Mexican guy named Victor, and um, she made all this authentic Mexican stuff. And she started cooking that, those tamales or uh, or whatever like early in the morning in the corn husk. And yeah. it took forever to make those things, but boy, were they good. Make you slap your granny. I love it. I love that uh, real Mexican food like we had when we were out there with you. We went. What was the name of that restaurant we went to? It was so good. Do you uh, remember? We went to a couple. Yeah, well, we went to a couple. Uh, that one where you had to kind of step up or down. Uh, to, uh, uh, yeah, damn man. I it can't. It was in a mall or something. Oh, I don't. No, it was in a. It was in a strip mall, but they. Uh, yeah. The, the the main one was down by the campus. Uh, yeah. Ah, man. That's okay. But whatever I, it was. I'll think, think of it in a minute. It's in Austin, and all I know is that it was good. And uh, you and Joey Parrish just like this drank so much beer. We did drink a lot of beer. <laughs> I mean, I did maybe two. But I think I did. Well, I did two. I think y'all were doing like 10. Um, yeah, you had you had two because yeah, because you're not supposed to drink a lot of fizz. No, stuff. not supposed we to. Not we supposed weren't to. operating under that same under that same yoke though. Yeah, that's so, exactly yeah. right. Uh, the other yeah. things that people did um, sat on my back deck and watched birds. Oh, that's yeah, that's good though. That's good. That's relaxing. Uh, one Ooh. guy said four words: Robert Duvall Film Festival. He said he got his own film festival. He started with The Apostle, then watched Apocalypse Now. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Then he watched uh, Lonesome Dove, which is a classic, and a family thing, and went on from there. Uh, you ever see the movie A Family Thing? Probably, but... I it was uh, Duvall and James Earl Jones. He found out that they're brothers. I did. I did. I did see that. I didn't know the title. Yeah. He, yeah. They find out they have brothers, and Duval goes to Chicago to visit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie. Great movie. It is a great movie. One guy said slept all day last Sunday. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, I actually Can't slept for three weeks during this illness that I had. So. Uh, reconnected yeah. by phone or Zoom with friends I've not talked to in years. There's a lot of that going around. A lot of people reconnect oh. and they, they don't ever have time to talk, but now they do. Yeah. I people call you up and go, hey, man, how you doing? I'm going, well, pretty good. I hadn't heard from you in five years. but <laughs> I, told, I told you once, that's a drawback to... Uh... Uh, having a memory like mine, every, everything seems. I, as you know, I have a really good memory. Yeah, and I call it a mind, a memory like a steel trap. It's kind of like that. But what happens is, you, it also kind of, 
it'll it'll skew your sense of time up because you'll think i'm well i hadn't talked to him you know it's been a while i probably hadn't talked to him in a year and you get to checking oh it's been 12 years wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah yeah and i i didn't know it had been that long it, it i'm amazed it uh, i'm amazed like, by your uh, memory i was just thinking about that earlier that i mean there's like anything that you've list run across it's almost like a photographic memory it's kind of like that, yeah. Anything that you just run across or something, you got it. You, you know, it's in your head. It's like, Which, oh, man, that's I, great. I have, I have no control over what I remember and what I forget. I will remember oh. the dumbest, most idiotic, you know, trivial things that do not matter at all. And it, but I just could not tell you my phone number to save my life. My gosh. Uh, three more. Um. One guy said, with all this time to practice, my guitar player has vastly improved, which is kind of what you said and kind of what I said. So um, that's good. Right. Uh, number number two answer was, <laughs> I got stoned and binged season one of H.R. Puffin stuff. <laughs> Say that again, got drunk and stoned. Stone, no, not stuff. drunk, just stoned. And binged season one of H.R. Puffin stuff. H.R. Puffin stuff. <laughs> like, wow. Uh, that would, yeah, that would be different. Yeah, and, that's you a... know what? We we should turn that person on to your friend that's growing uh, weed yeah. and mushrooms. Let's connect number uh, number two with number eight. Okay. And number one, my buddy Mitch uh, said. I sat for hours watching my cactus grow. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm skipping over. I'm skipping over that. Well, I mean, you know, that's just to show you how bored some people are. I mean, yeah. it. You know, you know, it's like maybe he got stoned and watched his cactus grow. <laughs> Right. Yeah, no yeah, one him he probably well, did because he. Well, yeah. that's true. Maybe, maybe maybe there was yeah, uh, maybe there was more to it than just watching the cat yeah. show and he left that part out. Something that I've been wanting to talk about for three weeks, and we'll just chat about it a little bit is uh, bands. Some of these bands that I want to talk about are new, and some are new to me. Okay, right. and I want you to add yours in too. There's a band called the Georgia Thunderbolts. Uh, and in the next Kudzu magazine, we're going to have a feature. I've already done it, a feature interview with these guys. They're from Georgia. Um, I think they're from Rome, Georgia. But their manager is my pal Richard Young with the Kentucky Headhunters. And uh, Richard is uh, Richard's a busy guy. Besides the Headhunters, his son, Richard Young Jr., is the drummer for a band called Blackstone Cherry. I've heard of them before. Uh, yeah, they're getting pretty popular, and uh, they've been around. They've been around a while, though, hadn't they? Eight, nine, ten years, something like that. And uh, Georgia Thunderbolts are new, we were, though. What? I I first heard of them when we were all doing that thing with Mars through. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Twist, twisted South. I just dug out a folder. And I didn't know where it was, and I had it stashed. In the Michael Buffalo folder on my uh, audio hard drive, and it's uh, every every radio show, the Twisted South ones, and the Kudzu things that I've ever done, I've got them all. <laughs> yeah, I want to go back. There's things, that, uh, interviews that I didn't remember doing. You know, just all kinds of interviews with. Uh, just people, you, everybody you think of. Well, that's something, you know, I mean, I don't remember all the bands. I co-hosted that thing for a year and a half or so with Mars yeah. Bloomgren, remember her? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I remember real well. I don't, I I don't just... remember, man, I don't remember, I don't remember hardly any of the bands that we interviewed. <laughs> but but uh, the band you just mentioned, uh, Wildstone Cherry. Uh, Blackstone Cherry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I seem to remember. Well, I don't. No, I like to get their name right. I don't want to disrespect anybody, but uh, I, I think that they may have been. They may have been one of the ones that got uh, 
that got interviewed. But but again, I was uh, I was a sidekick on that show, kind of like I am here, you know. I, so I didn't. Oh, you're, you're more than a sidekick now. You you become you've well, become got, much more now. You're a full fledged co co-conspirator yeah yeah i got my i got my name in the title here but i mean there it was always it was always mars's show and i was just there to kind of bounce stuff yeah off yeah uh, there's uh, and you if you listen to podcasts there's like nine out of ten of them have a person like that usually it's a male host with a female uh bouncer so to speak i don't know what you want to call it but uh, yeah, bouncing things off of her or into not into her. That's I didn't want to say that. Yeah. Please, please uh, edit that part out. Um, other bands. There's one that I'm really digging called Robert John and the Wreck, and uh, I think they're from California. They got a new album coming out, and if you look up Robert John and the Wreck. Uh, they sound a lot like the old Almond Brothers, uh, original Almond Brothers. It's really good. Uh, well, go ahead. Look, you you interject in anything. Well, I was going to say, man, the only, uh, you know, uh, everybody's gigs are locked down. Nobody's playing much. Uh, my friend in L.A., uh, Grant Langston, he just, uh, I saw that he had just he placed one of his songs on a television show i don't know the television show or the song but i'm gonna probably go and look that up and i've been meaning to talk about my la buds a little bit uh and i you know it seems like uh always mean to and never do but uh there's a band out there in la i wanted to turn you on to called the groovy rednecks and uh Man, they're a great, great live show. Their lead guy, Tex Troster, and you know, he's he is a man. He is a hellaciously talented front guy. Uh, and I would uh, see. It's funny. I finally think to to talk about those guys. And what I would normally tell everybody is, if you're if you're visiting LA, and the and the Rednecks are playing somewhere, man, you want to. You, you, it's worth your time to go see that show. But nobody's going to LA right now. Yeah, you're not doing anything and, right now. And, right, and if they go to LA right now, they're not going to see any shows because nobody's playing any. Well, that's true. That's true. Well, hopefully we, this will all pass over. Eventually, I'm sure it will. Like I said, some bands new, some not that new, and then to toss in a band that I've enjoyed for some time is Blackberry Smoke. I just did want to say that uh, I'm so looking forward to uh, the first part of June when this album comes out, this EP comes out that they did um, live at Capricorn oh. Studio, and they recorded, um, they re-recorded uh, "Take the Highway" by Marshall Tucker, and they had the flute player that's currently with uh, Marshall Tucker play on it, and they had um, "Midnight nice. Rider." And uh, several other Capricorn songs. type songs on there, so I'm looking forward to that. That'll be good. Um, and all the money from that, all the money, all the proceeds from that, are going to go to these uh, COVID-19 uh, charities. Oh, good. Yeah. So yeah, because they need all they can get. Uh, yeah, they are. They are really strapped. And new to me, uh, another band that I'd never heard of, but you may have as. Um, you ever heard of Whitey Morgan in the 78s? I have not. What is a really happening? Uh, sounds like one of those uh, Texas bands, kind of uh, like, uh, I don't know, sort of like the Mavericks type thing. Um, they've been around for years, but I didn't know, and a friend of mine told me to check them out on uh, Spotify, Spotify, Spotify. Uh, all I said when I when I wrote him back, I said Waylon Jennings lives, because uh, kind of had that vibe. A little bit. I mean, you can never have the full vibe because there's only one. Oh, they right. did. Uh, they played Bruce Springsteen's uh, song "I'm on Fire," and they make it sound like uh, early Marshall Tucker. 
I mean, it's because... Hey, man, Springsteen's one of those guys, I think a bunch of people could do his material and, and do well, and, and do it well, you know? I mean, well, I was told, I was told he's years a, ago he's a by... great writer. Yeah, I was told years ago by somebody, somebody, one of the people I interviewed that I respected, I don't know, somebody that I just remember it was somebody I fully respect, may have been Tom Dowd, I'm not sure, It said, you know, a good song knows no barriers. A good song right. can be played in any style. You right. know, if well, it's a good yeah, song, and, you can play it any way you and, want and, to. Yeah, and and the great thing, man, uh, a good band, a good band will take a good song and reinterpret it, and you know, and you're like, oh wow, man, that's that's, you know, that's really great. Oh, I love I, really I love it when they do that. I love, it's so much better than hearing um, the four thousandth cover of Can't You See, where it sounds like they're just trying to emulate the record. They're, because why do you want to emulate the record when it's already the record's already there? So right. do something and, different, you know. Different, different. Right. Uh, other ones. Uh, I just recently got turned on this Ashley McBride country chick, outlaw country. Uh, we talked yeah. about her where you said, uh, like Kara Clark, and I said yes, but not as outlaw as Carolyn. But Ashley is pretty outlaw. I mean, on the video, uh, she was drinking out of a flask, and I don't believe it was tea. Right. Uh, one I saw this morning, I'd heard about, but I saw them on the uh, CBS morning show, The Secret Sisters. There's these two oh. girls, and uh, great harmony, not your typical pop stars. They kind of sound, it kind of reminds me of Emmylou Harris type stuff or something, but it's great harmony. But these girls are sitting there, and they're not—they're not your pop stars. They don't—they not—they don't have caked on makeup, and they don't look like models. You know, they're full-size chicks, and they're sitting there and just playing. The first song, one of them's playing the piano, and, and they're both singing. The second song, one of them's playing acoustic guitar, and they're both singing. And they were out in their front yard doing it. And uh, what, what's what's the name of their band? Secret Sisters. The I guess the secret's out now. I believe that for a few years, I don't believe they put their picture out anywhere. I don't know why, unless it was to try. Maybe, maybe it, well, maybe it was different people. They were kids. Yeah, and, you know, the uh, dang, I hit a button. I hate it when I hit a button. Um, oh. I hit a mailman. Uh, let's see here. Let's hit a mailman or a mailbox is a that's a film. <laughs> Let's see, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. I can still hear you. I don't know yeah. if we're still recording. Yeah, what now? Are we still recording? Yeah. So, Buff, uh, there was another artist you wanted to talk about. I yeah, yeah, man, I have one more. This is somebody that's been around for several years. I had not heard of her. Uh, artist called Devil Doll, and she is a rockabilly, very beautiful, beautiful girl. Um, oh. And she is a rockabilly rocker, man. I'm, and I, there's not many songs I don't like. She does a lot of uh, torchy uh, stuff and a lot of rockabilly stuff. But uh, if you read her Wikipedia thing, uh, she was real popular back when Buffy the Vampire Slayer was on and they played they played some of her music on that show and then apparently the Devil Doll went through a major health crisis for years and she has just come back in the past year and has recorded a new album that's getting ready to come out but you can find her all her stuff on Spotify or YouTube videos are real good too but um, I I just went nuts and downloaded everything. And I there was one day I was working this week. I always have music playing while I'm writing, and I had Devil Doll uh, playing. She only had two albums, complete albums, 
but then there was some live stuff too um but anyway that's a good one um so that's that's that part that's that part there i did have uh, one thing i wanted to say before we talk about that other thing is uh, i know i'm gonna forget this if i don't last week on the radio program i at the end i i'm so sorry folks i forgot to tell you who the record was by <laughs> that closed the program out if you remember it was a very cool song uh called maybe miracles and it was by the band Cowboy, who uh, it was an interesting story that Cowboy, Capricorn recording band, Tommy Talton and Scott Boyer, the late Scott Boyer, the late Scott Boyer sings a song and he wrote it. He also wrote Please Be With Me and a bunch of other songs. But they uh, had gotten back together 10 years ago with Johnny Sandlin, and I was there for the recording sessions down there at Sandlin's uh, Duct Tape Studios. Um, it was just magical. They got back together, the original cowboy band, and it was like no time had passed. They had all these new songs. They recorded it, and they were going to put it out on Rockin' Camel Records, and then uh, something happened that I won't go into with the uh, guy that owned the Rockin' Camel Records thing. And it was locked up. In other words, they couldn't release it until all that changed, uh, which was only a year, maybe a year ago. And they were able to put it out in uh, Chester, uh, Crazy Chester, Crazy Chester Records. <laughs> Crazy Chester put it out and um, on album, on LP and CD, and it's called 10 will get you 20 which is a very tommy talton's very creative title since their hottest album was five will get you 10 this one's called 10 will get you 20. and uh so anyway that about that and uh it was cowboy at the end of last week's show billy eli has a uh well i think it's a good idea for um something new we're, we're going to be doing in kudzu uh, i'll let him tell you about it uh yeah and i wanted to put this in that we're, we're coming up on the end so i wanted to get this in before uh we run out of time uh i know that there are a lot of very good songwriters that do not have record deals they do not have records out they do not have management they don't you know they sit at home or wherever they write and they write songs and I would like to start, uh, I would like to invite them to send uh, Kudzu Magazine a, a three to five song demo of their songs that that they're writing. It, it doesn't have to be a highly polished demo. I have to be able to understand the words and the melody and we will, uh, and we will review them in Kudzu and try to introduce them to some people. Yeah, that's great. So, folks, if you want to send them, I'll tell you where to send them. Send them to uh, Kudzu Mag, K U D Z O O M A G, at yahoo.com. That's our uh, magazine and radio um, email address. And um, <laughs> if it's a heavy file, if it's too heavy to send through that, feel free to uh, Dropbox it or, you know, something else like that. But uh, Google, Drive, Google Drive is really Google good. Drive it. Um, or drive it. <laughs> Google Drive it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I saw that movie. <laughs> speaking of kudzu, uh, I did want to get this in. The issue that's out right now, uh, doing, a lot of people are reading it, but we want everybody to read it. So anybody, if you so inclined, I well, would appreciate you sharing the link to Kudzu Magazine and Kudzu Radio around that thing they call the intronet. It would be, uh, I don't know why they call it the intronet. No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. I was going to do you're, a bit. You're reading, why, it, you're, why you're, read, you're reading it backwards again. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just like a, I do. I read everything backwards because I'm this, I'm Lex Dixick. Wait. No, man, your your polarity's wrong. You got my polarity. Wrong polarity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody put me in with my positive end up. Is what 
I don't know. They are down, whatever. The latest kudzu uh, outlaws are a cover story interview with Henry Paul. And uh, we have a big uh, outlaws contest in there that you got to enter it. You got to enter it. You got to enter it. You have to answer five simple questions. It's like an open book test because the answers are all in the magazine. Answer the questions. Send them to the kudzu mag at yahoo.com. And you can win a gold record award of the Outlaws' first album that Henry Paul has donated. Or the other plethora of prizes, including a nifty Outlaws hat like I'm wearing right now. We have some of those. We have... uh, T-shirts of various kinds, including the uh, Outlaws uh, Green Grass and Yuletide Christmas shirt. Green Grass and Yuletide. Oh, God. Yeah, no, it's a long sleeve green, very attractive long sleeve green Green T-shirt. Look very good for any. Christmas time, Southern Rock fam. Greengrass and Yuletide forever. Uh, get your Christmas balls out. And get ready. Because it'll be here sometime. Uh, all I want for Christmas is for the pandemic to be over. That's all I want. And if uh, Santa would put that in my stocking, I'd be happy. That's what. I, that's all I want for any of the upcoming holidays where we get to wish for things. Yeah, that's that's exactly yeah. right. I, I do yeah. wish for things on every holiday, by the way. Also, in the Kudzu uh, magazine, an interview with Preston Holcomb. This guy, a great percussionist. He's been. He's sort of like an unofficial member of Blackberry Smoke, and he plays. Um, just adds a lot to the band and everything. And Scott Green did a, a great job interviewing him. It's a pretty in-depth interview with this percussionist. Um, it's pretty neat. And speaking of drums, I went and dug into the archives and brought out an interview I did years ago with Buddy Miles. Um, uh, he, he was going through them changes at the time. And uh, <laughs> it was, I don't know, that's supposed to be a joke. But he uh, actually, when I first interviewed him, he was taking a bubble bath smoking a cigar and drinking a glass of wine and yeah, I just that's... didn't want to picture that at all not at all buddy miles was a big man big man like me yeah I, yeah let's let's skip over this part <laughs> well that's special Scott Green also turned in a write-up on his trip to New York City to see the brothers at the Madison Square Garden it's a nice article it was also last concert for quite a while in fact i was talking to paul hornsby yesterday and he said that he knew several people who brought back the virus from that concert and we didn't even know the virus was out there at the time of that concert so anyway um scott did a good job writing about that he had a great time also in this issue the rock and roll health chick as usual uh we've got a guy now writing for us uh, Anthony is my niece's man, and uh, I'm gonna sneeze. I'm trying not. Pardon me. <coughs> Sorry, folks. Ah, you just can't. You know, it's real life, baby. This is reality. Uh, Big A knows. This is the name of his column, and he writes this one here. He, he's written about um, uh, parenting and uh, people who you know, uh, go over the top punishing, physically punishing their children and he's very, very against it, so it's a good article, really is uh, sort of pissed off his family uh, they were like are you saying you were abused by us? he's like uh, well I didn't say that, but yeah I was Unreleased Gems from Craig Eason talks about an unreleased uh, Atlanta Rhythm Section album Plus reviews of CDs, books, restaurants, live shows, back when we used to have them. 
everything at kudzumag.com. That's kudzumag.com. That's kudzumag.com. <laughs> so, Billy, uh, as far as shameless self-promotion, is there anything people can... I mean, you're not playing shows right now. Say no, a person no, wanted no, to no, buy no, some no, Billy no. Eli CDs. Where would you go to get them? You're asking the wrong monkey. I don't buy my own <laughs> CDs. But here's here's the thing for shameless self-promotion. There's a book that I really like. It's called Oh, you're going to promote Country. me, and I'm trying to it promote was, you. Well, no, well, but here's the thing. See, I am promoting me because my boots and guitar and five-pack of beer <laughs> are on that cover. Five-pack of beer. <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was six when I bought it. But you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember that evening. Uh, yeah. I put all that together in one night, back and forth on the phone, and with your daughter yeah, taking you the picture. Said, yeah, you call and said, "Hey, man, can you get a picture that would make a that would make a kind of you know interesting cover for a for a, uh, a book about country music?" And I said, "Yeah, I got an idea." <laughs> Now, now, I don't know how to take a picture, but that's okay because my daughter's here. Yeah, yeah. I was really, uh, I was really seriously uh, impressed with your ability to group the objects into a still life photo. I mean, that, that, that was really, it really worked perfectly. I've, I've looked at a lot of album covers, you know. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Tons of them. I think, uh, uh, I think we're at the end. I'm getting well, we're right at the end. Little... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, hang on there for a second because if, if you hang up, it'll make that noise that it makes. Yeah, so, uh, well, if I, hang, if I hang up, it'll, it'll kill the show because we're on the No, it makes, a, it makes a big bleep on the audio. So uh, oh, nice. you probably don't know that. So you can do that after the after the uh after uh yeah just one second yeah okay we do appreciate y'all listening in though i wanted to say uh that the program has been brought to you by the fine folks at springer mountain farms fresh organic chicken responsibly raised on family farms with no antibiotics no hormones no steroids no animal byproducts ever Get more information or order online at springermountain.com, springermtn.com. Not only is Springer Mountain Chicken healthier for you, it also truly, truly tastes better. And I, I will say it does. Well, Billy, we are going to close out now. And I'm going to say uh, goodbye to you. And we're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to close with a song from the latest album, uh, find a light by uh, Blackberry Smoke. My favorite Man, song on the man. album is called Best Seat in the House. And uh, we're going to rock out with that one. And we'll see you hopefully next week. See you next week on the radio, Buff. All right, buddy. Thank you.
another episode of the kudzu radio hour thank you for tuning in folks and if you would do me a favor pass the word along uh, any way you can through social media etc that the kudzu radio hour is alive and well and back on its feet again um went away for a long time but we're really happy to be back on and we're on a new platform and we've got better sound and better control and uh, working on getting some guests on and all kinds of stuff. So uh, lots to look forward to. In the meantime, please take care of yourself. Uh, practice social distancing. Practice whatever you got to practice to take care of yourself and your family. Because that's what matters. Take care and we will see you here next week. Keep it real, folks. Keep it Southern.